All right. <clears throat> what is going on, everyone? Apologies uh, for missing the show last night, but I didn't have any power. Um, so I figured we would do one tonight because, oh boy, do we have something cooking in Atlanta on the recruiting trail right now. And I, I about, about said a bad word. Uh, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. Uh, before we step into it, though, let me roll through the chat here. <clears throat> See, we got about 15 people in here. BC uh, Guy Tech Jackets, fellow content creator. Man, put a hype video out. That was fire. Uh, welcome, sir. Jeff Brown says, go Jackets. CJ in the house, longtime viewer of everything Georgia Tech. Um Let's see, Mike Dog here says, oh, wow, uh, a rare, if not first Monday night live show. Yes, I don't think we've ever gone live on Monday night, so uh, this is certainly awesome. Eric Wallace says, good ne good evening all. Um, bu -bu 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 John Byrne says, buy season tickets, go Jackets. Remember, winning ain't free. Send a check, even if it's only $100. Oh, uh, that's right. Colby says, congratulations, champs. Don't know what you're talking about. I do, but I'm not actually going to acknowledge it. But thank you. Joe the Pilot says, I hope game day comes to Tech uh, while Roman is still champion because he would be a cool guest picker. Yes, Joe, is it Ant An Anoa'i? I'm going to stop trying to pronounce that and making a fool of myself. But yes, uh, current WWE uh, world heavyweight champion. Uh, did play football at Georgia Tech. John Burns, that I'd already read yours, didn't I? Welcome, sir. Um, and with that, uh, well, Sea Dog's got his camera just pointing uh, at the. Are you ready, man? Let's bring in our boy, Sea Dog, in the house. What's going on, Sea Dog? Hey, 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 hey! What do you think, man? Let's just dive right into it. We all of a sudden, uh, and and if you haven't seen Sea Dog's video on it, Sea Dog's done a few different videos on on us popping off on the recruiting trail. Tell us about it, man. You're a damn skippy. <laughs> Freaking jackets are tearing up on the recruiting trail right now, and I'm fired up in the off season on a on a on a late June afternoon. I heard that. So we lose Jakari Williams and Duke Duke Watson was the running back. Now Jakari Williams actually just signed with Syracuse, and I know I was talking to you about it. That one hundred percent seems like we pulled his scholarship, or we we withdrew the offer. Didn't yeah. pull the scholarship, but we withdrew the offer. I don't know why you would yeah, commit to I thought, Syracuse. I thought, yeah, I thought so at the time too, because we had like. He decommitted, and then, then, like, the very next day, we got the commitment from Aaron Philo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that seemed that seemed kind of – and plus, you know, for anybody who's in Bryce Coon's Discord, he was pretty much saying that that we probably uh, pulled his um, offer, too. So, um, yeah. It, it, it was kind of something that I – I don't know. I, I always thought with him it was it was cool. But it was just a weird thing with him because he committed to Georgia Tech like during the middle of the season last year before like before um, Brent Key even got the head coaching job permanently. Yeah. Um, so it was just a weird thing with him. And then, of course, I was excited about Duke Watson. I'm a little more – I'm definitely more upset um, about that, losing that commitment than – 
than the Jakari Williams thing. Um, you know, because it was kind of cool having two four stars uh, kind of leading the class. Obviously, I get excited for that stuff. We have a lot of, I know that we have a lot of solid guys that are, um, that, a lot of high three stars. And what you really got to look at is, is the uh, offers, you know. If we get a three star that's got offers from Alabama and Oklahoma and Florida and Auburn, then that's probably better than somebody like Jakari Williams, a, a four star with offers from, you know, Cincinnati and Louisville and you Syracuse, know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. Very good. Duke Watson, I mean, wh- where did he commit? Louisville? I think so, yeah. yeah. So that is interesting. I, I've been paying a little more attention to um, to Louisville lately because obviously we're we're going to be rivals with them uh from now on under the new 335 model uh for however long the acc is a conference <laughs> yeah that be seen but i have uh i have picked up a little bit of interest in in louisville and what they're doing so yeah so we lose them and so we Jakari, whatever happens with him happens. We get Aaron Philo. And if you guys haven't seen on ESPN, Graham Knowles is now listed as a four-star ESPN top 300 yes, player. Uh, I saw that. that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would technically be three four-stars. Yeah. I'm feeling good about – I'm feeling good about the recruiting class. It's like um, it, it's really taken – it's really taken off and getting getting really exciting. So um, I, I, I can't believe – it's just crazy that it's, like, happening in the middle of June or something. Like, I didn't yeah. expect it. All of a sudden, we've been inundated with all these commitments over the past uh, couple weeks. We have 20 in total. Mike Doug with the Super Chat says – uh, the hell with Georgia. Thank you for the $10 oh, yeah. super chat, sir. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And I wish I had like a soundboard that had like a celebration thing. Cause that's the first super chat anyone has ever uh, done on the channel. Also, if you look right. right above that T branch has a little blue star next to his name with some special emojis. And that's because he is the first member of the channel. Um, now, if you're not a member um, there's a little button right below the um, title that says join. Uh, you get those special emojis. You get recognized. You get to pick a video topic, which I have the next 10 weeks planned out, but there's some openings. And uh, you definitely, if there's a video you want done, become a member, and I'll add you to the members-only Discord. All right, I'll stop promoting myself. Anyways, uh, 20 commits, and I want to say like 10, probably in the last three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the bulk of them has come from, and they all come at once, and it's really cool. And it, and it is. I'm hoping that you know it's kind of like all the other commits are looking at this exciting recruiting class that we've got going on, and they're wanting to be a part of what's going on here too. Hang on, there's a bug. I get it. <laughs> there's a big bug in here. I had to swat. I'm in the camper right now. Not in my usual setup. I'm in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a camper because I am in the middle of selling my house. So I'm in this nice freaking camper, having a great time. It is a nice camper. Now, a lot of people on the channel haven't seen you with your new 
uh, fresh cut. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to just, do you want to go into that or uh, just kind of let people know what that was about? Yeah, so <laughs> I, I guess people are real surprised. Does it sound okay in here? It sounds okay to me in the chat. If any, if the audio is um, messed up at all, let me know. I mean, it wouldn't be a rec talk show if um, I didn't mess the audio up in some way. But I can hear you. Fine. All right, because I'm in. It's my bedroom, but it's um, this freaking AC unit is super loud. So if it's too loud, I'll go in the other room. But it's hotter in there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I I shaved my head because um. My brother is, uh, uh, he just got brain surgery and he had to go up and he had to go to Boston, uh, to get this brain surgery for his seizures. And of course, you know, they you know, they had to go into his head and everything. So he had to shave his head. So me and mothers, we shaved our head. We all shaved our head for him and, you know, in solidarity and, he went up there and got his surgery and it went really well. And so hopefully, um, he's, he's coming back Wednesday and hopefully he won't uh, have seizures anymore. So yeah, that is, uh, that's pretty exciting. Now he um, seems he's to been, be doing well surgery, now, well. right? Like he's, yeah, he's already up and moving. Surgery went well. Um, he's, he's up walking and talking and everything seems to be good so far. So, um, you know, hopefully he's uh, he's gonna be free from the seizures and and uh, that's it's it's exciting. So so yeah, I shaved my hair. So no no more of the iconic sea dog uh, long flowing hair. Maybe it'll make a return one day. But yeah, uh, well, I mean, how many years of hair growth was that? Two, two, three. Because I started it in COVID. Yeah, I just never got once COVID hit. I just never got a haircut after that. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm glad to hear it sounds like your your brother's doing all right and definitely all the love and support uh, we can give you. And appreciate him. it. Yeah, I appreciate everybody that's that's shown support to us. And it's uh, it's been great. Uh, I love that. I love you guys, and I love that y'all have been so loving and kind with your thoughts and prayers to my brother. And it seems like. They paid off because everything is uh, everything has gone really well, and all that's left for him is to come home. I'm ready to see him again. Oh yeah, I miss him, and uh, hopefully no more seizures. Yes, sir. I see the uncle, the uncle Lou, is in here. Says there's a lot of talent on this panel. <laughs> I don't. There know. sure is, which we haven't even mentioned yet. Yeah. Uh, course sea dog and rec talk uh have won the talent show the uncle lou talent show that's right mm. and x-wing of course Our and buddy X-Wing. um we all three went got together and made a a a, uh, a hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> a very raunchy talent yeah. show video so it's not for the faint of heart if you're if you want to see Sea dog and Rex talking some promiscuous situations. <laughs> Check yeah. out this this morning's ta- Uncle Lou talent show, uh, in which your boys took home the gold, Whew. and uh, it's 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 
it's very nice being able to uh, say that because in all my years on YouTube, I've never won anything. I've come close, but no cigar, you know what I mean? And uh, Oh, yeah. I have, a, I have a feeling that things are just turning around for us. Well, you know? I don't want to take credit for it. Or, or us, but we're going to. I think we started the Georgia Tech ascent and what yeah. we're seeing in recruiting right now because we were second and third in the Slob Olympics. Yeah. We win the talent show. We're signing four stars all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. I think it's and guess what? And guess what? When Team Fools comes in there and whoops up on Team Rods at the softball game, that's right. That's going to seal the deal for Georgia Tech. We're going to hit eight-plus wins this year. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, uh, we're, we're doing slob softball. So all the uh, college football creators get together. Uh, and all of y'all are welcome, too. It's July the, what, 22nd to, like, the 23rd or 21st of the 23rd. Yeah. Um, we're going to be going to um, – I mean, I'm not a fan of the location 100%. It's very near Athens and Statham, Georgia, next to the metropolis of Carl, if you're familiar with that area. Um, but we'll probably win. Like, you know how Matt Olson is just smacking homers 460 feet? That's what me and Sea Dog are going to be doing. Oh, yeah. We're going to tear their ass up. Yes, sir. We're going to tear them up. Team fools, baby. Team fools for life. I got to get you your shirt back, by the way. I've got it right over here. Did you get, get one, man? Yeah. Um, you got one, man? Who, I can't, Joey Foster's uh, reached out, and uh, he's making one for me. And I picked my number. My number for the Slob Softball game is going to be 3.1415. And any Tech fan <laughs> should know what that number's about. I thought he was going to charge that me is, extra. He's like, that's a bunch of numbers for no reason. That's pretty funny. Um, but uh, anyways, circling back to the uh, recruiting class. We are, if you if you can see my name here, Rivals, number 13 class in the country, guys. In the country. Who? Let, let me see. Who are we out recruiting right now? I got to pull this over. We're out recruiting like Southern Cal and I mean, Southern we beat Cal, out, Ole Miss. Uh, for CJ Jackson, we beat out Alabama. All the Florida Alabama. schools, Florida State, yeah. Miami. Where is Florida on here? They ain't ahead of Tech. Yeah, every school that matters in Florida, we're out recruiting right now. Yep. Alabama's thirty-one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, George. Uh, here's the thing: like, I uh, again, unless you're a tech fan, like you don't really understand how I think monumental this is. But when you're coming off the heels of what we have been as a program under Jeff Collins, your whole coaching staff turned over, minus what four coaches, maybe e everyone else is brand new, and and you're convincing kids that georgia tech is the place to be brent key and cast got something cooking brent key yeah, and cast so, know what they're doing yeah so what i've kind of been saying lately is like you know this this is what brent key is able to do when there's pretty much uh slim to none uh not none but 
you know what I mean? He he's had a very short time on the field to kind of prove himself. He obviously made the most of what he had to work with. Um, but the fact that he's able to do this and get top 13, top 15 classes, uh, <laughs> without even, without even having a full season as head coach is, is really exciting to me. Cause I feel like this is, if this is what he can do with no proof of concept, imagine what he can do when we start winning, um, six, seven, eight games, which just hasn't happened at tech in a long time. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's well, why I was saying that this is just the tip of the iceberg with Brent Key. Um, I'm really impressed with what he was doing because that was something I was worried about. You know, he took over in the middle of the year, and I was afraid that he, uh, you know, obviously we saw his infield coaching uh, abilities were great and his ability to adapt on the fly during the season and against adversity his ability to connect with the players and get them really excited and get them to play hard. Um, that, that was all, that was all really good and sound and everything, but I wasn't sure. Nope. I think your service is a little, a little shaky. Um, yeah, it stopped on a great spot too. You Okay. You're back. Am we I lost, out? Yeah. We lost you. For, for about Am I bad? 15 seconds. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay, now your video's caught back up. You might may, it might be good. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Go ahead. What's the last thing you hear me say? I was on the rant. Uh, you were just kind of ta- uh, talking about the tip what, of the iceberg. What I was saying, yeah, what I was saying is that, you know, we um, – Sorry, we um, we saw what he was his strengths were in the middle of the season, his ability to work against adversity, his on-field coaching was great, his ability to get the players fired up and get them to play hard, and everything like that was great. But you know, one question that I had um, was, you know, how good can he recruit? So seeing this is really promising to me because that was one of the questions I had when we hired him. It was kind of an unknown. Because you know he had to, the twenty three class sucked because he he only had, he only had whatever time period it was to a uh, month before the class. Yeah, up. he had a month. He had a month where he had to build a staff and recruit at the same time. And so, um, you know, you can't really hold that against him. But you know, I was wondering what he was going to uh, be able to do on the recruiting trail. And I'll be honest, I thought we were going to have to wait until. He, he could prove it on the field. I, I thought, you know, that maybe – I thought maybe Jeff Collins, you know, for all the hell we give him, I thought maybe he, he really was some kind of, like, recruiting guru and, you know, not quite be able to match up to his recruiting. Um, I thought Britt Key might possibly overcorrect. You know what I mean? I was worried yeah. about that because – for as much of a disaster as Jeff Collins was, he had a lot of good ideas. Um, he had a lot of bad ideas, but he, he, he had a lot of good ideas, like modernizing Georgia Tech is wh- exactly what we needed. And I was afraid that with Brent Key would try to overcorrect, but from what I've seen, from everything I've seen, he's taking the good parts of what 
Jeff Collins has done and continuing it and taking what didn't work and getting rid of that and, you know, putting in his experiences from watching programs like Nick Saban in Alabama, and he's making us into a kick-ass freaking program, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, that's actually um, on the last live show we did something Bryce talked about where he that was the one thing he was a little – hesitant with with key is is he going to be kind of too old school and not you know kind of adapt with the times and i i think you know key's blown that out of the water whatever he's telling these kids like you you listen to the interviews with graham knowles and even um this kid that just signed christopher jackson i think like he's talking about i'm here to build a legacy and Um, you know, no matter what d- degree or program I want to study, I'm going to be set up for life. And it ain't like that at every school. You know, if you get hurt and NFL doesn't work out for you at another school, um, good luck with general studies uh, getting a job with that. Right. You know, I mean, there's not a single program at Tech that you're not going to be set up for six. In fact, Derek, uh, Derek Morgan yeah. now owns his own, like, uh, or is a partner in a financial firm after he's left the NFL. Yeah. You know? That's so, awesome. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking through the class here. So the the big, obviously, Christopher Jackson, we just talked about defensive end from Tucker, I believe. Um, Marco yep. Coleman's got something. Yeah, he's cooking. like an edge guy that's he, – yeah, he's like an edge guy, edge rusher that can drop back into like an outside linebacker type role is what he was saying he was saying he yeah. takes inspiration from like Willison and Nolan Smith and stuff um so yeah so like that's really cool yeah the Marco Coleman the Marco Coleman uh hire is already paying off which is awesome to see yeah well, you talked about it you know he leaves he comes back a year later this is where Marco Coleman wants to be that's what it tells me and uh, when yeah. your defensive line coach is one of the best to ever do it at Tech and had a very nice NFL career, um, that's huge. And that's really our biggest need. Like I was talking to you um, earlier, C-Dog. You know, I like seeing us bring in like a four-star wide receiver, but we really need to improve on the defensive and offensive line. Like that's where I'd – if I could choose where to land some five stars, it'd be on defensive and offensive line. I completely agree. And, you know, the the four-star and whatnot offensive linemen, I think those will come. Um, but, you know, I, I noticed that with Brent Key's recruiting in the 2023 and four class, that is the position he started with. And he hit that he hit that position the hardest with recruiting. Yeah. He did it bring a lot of transfers. Um, with, uh, I think he realizes the importance of, like, recruiting the offensive line and having, you know, continuity and uh, and a really close, like, gel teamwork there. Yeah. Um, so I think he I think he's, feels the same way because he's shown us with his actions in recruiting that that's the first – I mean, that's the first hire he made was Jeep Wade, right? Yep. And that's the first position he started recruiting uh, when, when he took over as head coach. So um, I think he's right there with you, and I, I think the four stars – Hell, maybe the five stars are. Oh, they'll they'll come too. They're gonna want to play for uh, Brent Key, the freaking O line man. They're gonna want to play for him for sure. Oh yeah. Now we also get Treshawn uh, Griffin, who actually liked 
uh, my tweet this morning, which makes me feel uh, great. Um, by the way, if you're not uh, following me on Twitter, it's at rec underscore talk. Every morning, uh, you get a little good morning from rec talk. I'll tell you what's going on in Georgia Tech football. Um, but, yeah, he's he's another edge rusher, defensive end from Centerville, Alabama. Um, and I, I, let me see where – I saw a tweet where it showed, like, all of our – um, defensive like linemen that we've signed. You know what I'm talking about? I'll find it. What it just shows the in this class or what? Yeah, like uh, the two we signed today, and then there's a like I think two other ones. I'm sure Patience tweeted it out. Let me see. <laughs> but she tweets a lot. I'm gonna have to scroll a second. Oh, we also signed uh, yeah. <laughs> the Greco kid out of Mill Creek, which if if you're not, you know, kind uh -huh. of big into following Georgia high school football, Mill Creek is a powerhouse um, up there in, like, Hushton, Georgia. Uh, it's around Winder, too. Um, I think that's a kid that um, – because I think he had offers from, like, some SEC schools, too. Uh, he might be a little bit underrated three-star. He's a defensive back. Uh, which is probably our second most loaded position uh, besides wide receivers, probably our defensive backfield. Yeah, we're yeah we're looking good there. I'm excited about LaMiles Brooks and Clayton Powell Lee this year. Here it is. I'm stoked. These young men right here. Landon Marshall, Jordan Boyd, Christopher Jackson, and Treshawn Griffin. That's going to be our, our uh, defensive line. That's our defensive line class as of now. Um, I've talked about Landon Marshall. He's probably another underrated uh, three-star. A guy just looks like a stud. Um, could this be like the 2007 recruiting class where you look back on it and you're like, man, uh, something special there, you know, which we won an ACC title off the heels of that 07 class, by the way. Oh, yeah. I think we could get to ACC title contention. It's just that, you know, our path is harder now that, the, that they're doing the 3-3-5. Three, three, you know, if if we were still doing the division thing, I would be – I would I would think that we could probably have a chance at getting to the ACC title game this year. I mean, we did last year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because the Coastal – not the Coastal. Yeah, the Coastal was kind of the easier side. Um Kind of like the SEC East, yeah. And um, we we had a, a a better path there, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what what could happen? Um, especially with this is what I'm excited about. Like, obviously the recruiting class, but now that Key has all his pieces in place, he's got his culture installed now. He's got his philosophy installed now. Based on what he did as interim. How good can this team be? Like, how big of a step forward can we take? I think we can take a substantial step forward. And everyone thinks C me and C-Dog are crazy, and they're all going to have egg on their face in December. I'll tell you that right now. Look, I've been telling them, I've been telling them, like, if you watched Tech football last year, you, can, you know what we're capable of. You know the things that held us back. You know, Brent Key really had it cut out for him when he took over. He had a lot of things working against him. Yeah, he's got his own staff in there now. 
he's had he's going to have a full off season of practices and you know he's got we brought in some a lot of promising transfers um of course the recruiting class i mean i know it doesn't affect next year but you know yeah. he's getting the recruiting going like he's he's installing toughness into our players which is yeah. like something i'm excited to see something we haven't had uh under jeff if you if you watch georgia tech football then you're you you know what we're capable of. You know what we're going to do. Um, yeah. So I, you know, what I've been saying to the naysayers all off season is uh, everybody's going to be surprised, but me. Uh, oh yeah. But us, who have been paying attention, who know what Brent Key is all about, and know what we're capable of, know what we were even capable of last year, even despite all of the things that were working against us, and you know all of the things that went wrong, the amount of the amount of like how he was able to adapt just during the season. I can only imagine, you know, going into the season <clears throat> with his own staff, with his own roster and everything. Uh, I can only imagine how, you well, know what I mean? And with uh, some depth. Just the heights we can reach. Yeah. yeah. Depth at quarterback, depth Finally at wide a quarterback receiver. battle. Finally a quarterback battle. I mean, like, you know, it's like going into the season last year, we had nothing. We had no quarterback battle. We got lucky with Pyron. Um, you know what I mean? Like we that pulled him off the scout team. Of, right? Yeah, that was a stroke of luck that our scout team, true freshman, could you know could get us some wins. But you know, other than that, like there was no competition, and Brent Key fixed that in the first year. And both of them are starting caliber for us. Both yes. of them could. Both of them could start and win games for us. I, I would feel confident with either of them at quarterback. Um, I feel like they both fit into the system, and you know they're recruiting guys and bringing guys in that fit into their system. And from what it looks like, it's going to be a, a pass-heavier system. We could even see that during the uh, when he was interim. Is that you know that was kind of our strength. Uh, I'm rambling yeah. a bit now, but you know, I I think. I mean, when you when you um, interviewed Pyron and he said eight wins at a minimum, yeah, that's that's very confident to go around saying. Um, I've been saying six to eight wins, um, but I'm thinking I, I'm thinking six is our worst case scenario. Like, I just don't see us winning six games. I think we're I think we're most likely going to win seven, and uh, if we have and, and you know if a lot of things go right, we'll we'll get to eight. Well, a lot of people seem to think we're going to struggle to beat like the Virginias of the world, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I just really don't. Uh, I think this team is a f a full letter grade and a half better than we were last year. So if you say we're a C minus last year, I think we're a B plus or so um, this year in comparison. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just excited now. Also. Have you seen this hell of a block party that uh, Cabrera and Bat tweeted out? So let me yeah, come I saw over it. here. Um, Basically, it's better than that stupid tailgate they have on top of the parking deck that nobody goes to. Oh yeah, uh, I've I've gone to, Lord knows how many tech games. I've never once been to that, but that is something like 
that needs to be better too. Like the tailgate scene and like as far as what the school is involved with is not that great at tech. So yeah. if we could kind of, I don't know, do more things to accommodate fans like that would, that would, that would go a long way probably too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I don't, I don't see anything necessarily that <laughs> like is super exciting. I know a lot of people are like, Hey, we need to bring it back. Uh, to the Techwood Drive side afterward. I actually signed up for what? What's the message board swarm? I have to wait to be authenticated though. Um, I also uh, I didn't tell you swarm? this. What's that? Swarm thought? Yeah. Yeah. I applied what? to be a writer for From the Rumble Seat. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I did. They haven't got back to me yet though, and oh, I wow. I didn't give them my name either. They weren't. They aren't even going to know who I am. Isn't the guy from the um, the uh, the basketball conference podcast? He's he's a writer for them, isn't he? I'm not sure. You ever listen to right. the basketball conference podcast? No. So it, I, I recommend it for anybody who um, who likes it. It's not about basketball. It's about it, the it, the joke is that it's it's about the ACC. And the joke is that it's called the Basketball Conference. The the, mm. the full title is Basketball Conference, um, uh, the ACC Football Podcast. Um, but um, but the hosts are uh, a Virginia Tech guy, grad and a Georgia Tech grad. And the Georgia Tech guy is, uh, is he did a uh, he's a he's an alumni. And he did a uh, he he writes for the Rumble seat too. So. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it would be interesting. They might tell me to go stuff it, and that's fine too because I am not uh, definitely not the most professional person that's probably ever come across anyone's desk. But yeah. uh, I do love the jackets. I can tell you that. Well, uh, more power to you because I've had people try to ask me that shit, and I'm like, eh, seems kind of a pain in the ass. Well, I'd rather yell into my phone. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, writing an article or two a week is kind of a, a commitment. It's, yeah, it's a big commitment. I, I didn't want to bother with any of that crap. We were also talking the other day, me and you, about um, the Mark Rogers uh, doing post games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Would he, what, is he creating a Georgia Tech channel? Or it, would that it, be on his main? I'm not sure. I'll have to talk with Joey. Um, but yeah, there's something possibly in the works. I have no idea that we might yeah. do a post game on guy named Mark Rogers channel for every Georgia tech game. Um, it would be fun and interesting. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if it'll be on if his channel like, or not. If it's like a night game and I'm at home, uh, I'll join him. But yeah. they asked me to do one of those last year and I, I, uh, I was like busy. I, I, I had to go to a wedding last year on game day. And Who gets married during football season? I don't know. That's did, messed up. Did you get married during football season? Oh, Jesus. I got married the day that South Carolina beat Georgia in 2019. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, my, my grandfather... He's the one that uh, officiated, and he announced at the altar that Georgia had lost 
that day. We were like, we were standing at the altar and he announced that. You should have just got I off and watched the game. Like, be like, all right, sweetie, we got to move this to like tomorrow or something. I got to go watch this game. Yeah. Maybe I'll post, maybe I'll post the video one day, but it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. That, but yeah, um, at least it was back when we sucked. <laughs> yeah, there you weren't missing, you know, a lot. And you know what? I'm glad I didn't, because I was gonna go. Uh, it was it, it was the day of the it was this past year. It was the day of the Miami game, and uh, I was I was absolutely furious uh, that we lost to them. Dang. So. What what I know we're go, we're both gonna do prediction videos leading into the season. Um, I'm planning on like the first week of August probably. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, you, I'm, wait, you, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get. Huh? Have you said? Are you are you are you saying seven and five? What's your prediction? Um, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty much thinking seven and five. Yeah. Do we? I, I do think. I don't win? think. Huh? Do we beat Ole Miss, Clemson, or Georgia? And talk about that. I gotta. I gotta. I'll be right back. <sighs> um. Obviously, we're gonna curb stomp Georgia. Uh, those chumps don't stand a freaking chance. Georgia freaking blows. They're gonna be like, they'll be lucky to win eight games this year. Um. So yeah, we're gonna handle them easily. Um. If you want to talk about real competition, though, um. Clemson and Ole Miss. I think our best shot is Ole Miss. To be honest, Clemson, like, I I would predict us to beat them because you know what? If Brent Key or Paul Johnson, for that matter, it, it really doesn't matter. If a good coach was our coach the past two years, we would have beat Clemson the past two years because yeah. they, have been, they have been down. Um, At least one of those uh, years we would have beat them. Like at least one, yeah, probably the probably the 2021 year where it was like 14 eight, we probably could have pulled it off, um, because Paul Johnson, yeah, Paul Johnson would have beat them. Not saying I want Paul Johnson back, but just what I'm saying is a good coach. Yeah, uh, Brent Key would beat them. Uh, it's just that they got lucky that Jeff Collins was our coach. But um, yeah, I I got to be honest. I think that in a move that I never thought would happen. Uh, Dabo, you know, fired the guy that he had promoted from within, and he hires Garrett Riley, who is one of the top offensive guys in the country. And yeah. I, I think that they're, I think honestly, I think that they could, pro- they're probably going to be in the playoff and be in national title contention. So I don't expect us to be competitive with Clemson at all. I could be wrong. I, I think I'm higher on Clemson than most people. I don't think most people have them. Um, like making the playoffs, or if they do, you know, not being competitive for a national championship. But I really do think that they'll probably be one of the best teams in the country this year. They um, could so, be, no, and it it really yeah. depends on what does the tech team look like. Like, do we take a step up in offense and a little bit of a step back in defense? Do we maintain kind of the level of play we had on defense last year that was a cornerstone of our team, and take you know a marginal or you know whatever step up in offense? You know, I don't know. That that's something we haven't really talked about a ton just because, you know, offense is kind of just exciting. Um, 
what what does our defense look like? Um, yeah, it's tough because we have two linebackers replacing um, Ely and Thomas that just have one year of eligibility remaining. It seems like the ceiling is very high as far as what they're able to produce this year, but we're going to be in the same spot a year from now too. Um, which is why that linebacker out of Louisiana was such a big deal. Uh, I know he's a three-star, but we, we've got to have people rolling in that yeah. we're going to get two or three years yeah. of play out of. I'm confident in our ability to produce uh, linebackers, and I, I, I'm just confident in the fact attack. I think I think he's got it going on. There's a lot of continuity there uh, since he's being kept, yeah. and um, you know. Uh, I mean, it's clear that he was just being held back by Collins. I, I mean, I, I do think that we probably don't have a defense as good as last year because last year's defense was really, really good. I think yeah. we had we had like a top five linebacker duo in the country. I don't care what you say. Like them two, uh, Thomas and Ely together were absolutely cracked uh, together. And yeah, and it's going to be really hard to place that. Not to mention Keon White. So you know. Although I am very excited about um, you know Clayton Powellee and Miles Brooks and what yes. they can do, but obviously you have the two transfers coming in, uh, linebacker. Which if so you I do, go ahead. I was just gonna say I do I do see that um, you know the defense is probably probably taking a step back, but I think we'll more than make up for it in not only offense but special teams. I've been yes. hammering on the special teams thing. That held us back in a huge way. You can't get punts blocked every single game and, and have, you know what I mean? Or yeah. or even though Brent Key was able to put a Band-Aid on it, you can't, like, you can't allow teams to run it back on you like that and and, and never return it. Even though, you know, Brent Key took, put a Band-Aid on it, he's still, we never return punts. Like, that's got to be fixed. Like, and I have confidence that in the offseason they'll have fixed that. Well, we have but, Ricky Brumfield, and not only right. am I trusting that our special team is going to be better with him, he's been a special teams coordinator before, he has some sneaky connection and something cooking in Louisiana. I don't know what exactly yeah. his connection is with Louisiana, but I think we've got two kids out of there d- because of One him. of them was a four-star, yeah. Yeah. Picked us, picked us over The wide LSU. receiver. Super cool. Super freaking cool. So, yeah, so I am excited about that. Um, special teams, you don't really think about it until you freaking – until you miss it. So, um, I do think special teams takes a big step forward. And uh, the offense, it couldn't be – literally couldn't be any worse than last year. Although, I think it's going to be really good. So, you know, even if our defense isn't as good as last year, I think we're just going to be solid. We're going to be well coached. We're going to be tough. And um, I think that we can achieve a lot. Now, if, back to your question about the three, I think our best chance is against Old Miss. I would Old agree Miss, with that. Is, because Old Miss, look, I don't, I don't particularly know how good they're going to be this year. You know what I mean? I, I don't like, but last year they were not that good. They were deceptively good. They they had a really, they they were like seven zero at one point, but they had like a cakewalk in their. Um, in their uh, opening half of the schedule, and they just breezed by all these crappy teams, and then they lost every single game against a team that was good, and then they got blown out in their bowl games. So I'm really, 
I mean, it, it just depends. If Ole Miss takes a step up, you know, to what they kind of could be, maybe, you know, they kick our ass. But, you know, I think we got a chance. I think our best shot is against Ole Miss. It's just it's tough to call that, you know, especially because we have to go to Oxford. Yep, which um, I will definitely be going to. And I think in the next two weeks I'm going to buy these tickets. So um, I know we have a lot of things like expenses coming up. We're both moving. We've got the slob softball game. Um, But anyways, Ole Miss is is an interesting team. Like, Or maybe interesting isn't the right word. They're a tough team to really predict. Like if I was doing a prediction video for them – like, for whatever reason, Lane Kiffin has Nick Saban's number. Um, they always play Alabama tough, no matter if they're playing in Tuscaloosa yeah. or Oxford. Um, they'll they'll kind of lose to a team they shouldn't and beat a team they shouldn't. I don't know. All I know is that um, we owe them the ass-beating of a lifetime. Uh, they're among the top teams I would like to beat this year. I do a series of videos. Well, I do two videos every year. I've done them every offseason called teams I would like to beat the most and teams we need to beat the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, teams both. we need to beat the most, I basically just um, I, I basically just put them in order of, like, who's the best team to worst. So I'll put, you know, the FCS teams at number one and then stuff like that. But teams I want to beat the most, Ole Miss was last last year because I just didn't really, like, have any issue with them. Now yeah. it's near the top. I'm telling you that. A little spoiler to that video. They're gonna they're gonna be very highly ranked on that list. Well, uh, because they've yeah. been seriously pissing. First, the statements that Lane made last year. Leave it to Lane to do the right thing in the wrong way, right? Like he pulls off the gas because he knows Collins is on the hot seat, but then says that he did that in the <laughs> the press conference, which completely yeah. undoes any goodwill that was under He's that. Just- yeah, he's just a freaking, he's just a freaking smarmy freaking prick. I don't really, you know, his whole thing. Oh, he's so cutesy or whatever. I mean, it's funny until it happens to you. You know, he he they did his post game press conference in our weight room, and he was like, "Oh, well, this is a better use for this room or something like that," as if you know we weren't, you know, besmirching our workout routine or something like that like you know what i'm trying to say he, he like yeah. he like made a little comment like okay you know i just like to i just like to stick it to him you know not well, to mention that he literally he's tamp- like he's tampering he's tampering with our players i mean however you want to do however whatever roundabout way he might not be texting our players in the dead of the night um he he's getting his he's getting the players that he's taken and he's getting them to contact the players that are on our roster and paying them to basically like he's like he's taking from with our he's stealing our players. There's nothing we can do about it. They got more money than us, and it's pissing me off. And I sure would like to kick his ass. Well, that to me dwarfs like yeah, just saying, you know, whatever he said about Collins is one thing, but that don't have anything to do really with anything actionable. But as far like he one hundred percent is tampering, a hundred percent, and. I'll tell you how I think this happens, and this ain't just an old Miss thing, but they have done it to us more than once. I think that they contact their high school coach, say, hey, I want you yeah. to reach out to, um, was it Jared Ivey? Tell him what the NIL deal is, and if he comes over here, 
I'll give you two percent of the NIL deal that he that we give him. As a, yeah, as a it's fee. either that either high school coach or I think once he gets the players on the roster too, you know he can just have them text their buddies on the Georgia Tech roster like, hey, you should come over here. Yep, they gave me this and this and this. You know what I mean? There's just no way to stop that. I, I don't know that there would be a way to stop that, even if you were to make some kind of rule against it. Um, there wouldn't be a way to enforce it or, or track it no. or anything like that. But it just it that doesn't mean it doesn't piss me off. <laughs> and the but, other thing is, can you really trust a guy that looks just like Daniel Taj? Lane Kiffin <laughs> looks exactly like Daniel Taj. You um, think so? Yeah, Daniel Taj did a segment where he dressed up. It did a skit like he was Lane Kiffin way years and years ago. Um, oh, did he? Uh, someone named Old Miss Football is in here saying, y'all want the smoke, I bet, kept me outside. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you've seen me and C-Dog, but uh, – You don't know who you're fucking with. <laughs> we'll stomp a mud hole in that ass and we'll stomp it dry. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. We're going to kick old Lane and Kevin and his pansy-ass freaking Old Miss Rebels in their own stadium too. See, people think this is the Georgia Tech of old. Let me tell you something. This ain't the Georgia Tech of old. This is the Brent Key area. Yeah, right? you Era. I'm so I'm so pumped up. I'm, I don't even know what the words are that I'm saying. All I, I know want, is I know. it ain't happening. Every time I get a notification about a new freaking player we've recruited, I want to run through a wall. I don't know what I don't know what's gotten into us lately, but uh, it it's it's changing in Atlanta. It's changing. It's a very exciting time. <laughs> It is B Bean said, did Rick actually just show his guns on camera? Yes, I did. And I know that it almost broke the camera. Uh, here's the thing, because we all like to live in yesteryears. And this is no lie. In high school, I benched 315. I set the power clean record at 305. And I squatted like 420. And right now, I'm pretty confident I could bench 520 if I needed to. So, uh, yeah, kept me outside. How about that? That's all I got to say. <laughs> and C-Dog, I saw him literally throw a buffalo 20 yards. It's true. He picked it up by its tail, just slung it. It was insane. Yeah. Rec talks, he's got a court date. He's got a court date soon for his, uh, for his uh, animal abuse trial, for having those sick pythons. Okay. I thought we were gonna have I thought we were gonna have PETA uh like cancel us live on the internet. Yeah, I mean V like He's got I think the six pythons, man. What is that? I mean, first of all, it's so big that it's made the skin whiter coming up. That's one that's what that is. Um we should go to the gym, see dog. We should do a video. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see uh <laughs> what we were, were able to do by the way i think we, sh we should do this video you know how on ncaa 14 when you pick a team it'll have like a numerical rating for offense defense and special teams i think we should do that for tech for the 2023 season oh you think so yeah man i hope our for i can do it for the 22 for the 22 season no i mean for this upcoming up season if you know, there was an NCAA released right now. Yeah. What would we rate offense, defense, special teams? I don't know. That's tough. Hundreds. Don't they usually do that after the season's over? Hundreds. 
100 <laughs> all hundreds yeah that's funny calvin johnson's like if you max out the sliders on the like if you made a player with like all the maximum stats you can give them you know yes no but i mean that's like calvin johnson it is four first of all like when you run a four three something any combine you watch, there might be one or two people that run sub four fours uh, mm-hmm. in the combine. He did it in someone else's cleats. He wasn't even going to run because when you're as highly um, sought after or rated as Calvin Johnson, there's really no point in running a 40. It can only hurt you uh, unless you're Calvin Johnson run a four yeah. three five. He had a 42-inch vert, I think, so he can jump nearly four foot off the ground and a six foot five to 40. I mean – freak who i was on someone's show yeah, that was well, telling me that he's not even top five all time and i was like uh how to say you're dumb without saying you're dumb uh yeah that's ridiculous check it out across from the camper here i got a i got a weight bench oh i need to come over then he's no i can't you're breaking up, man. It's kind of dark in here, so you can't really see. Oh, you can't hear me? I can now, yeah. It looks like that move. It looks me? like you're filming the Blair Witch Project all over again. Like you're about yeah, to say, I am so startled. In, in this warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so startled. See, the weight bench is there, and then there's a squat. I got a squat, too. So. I got to, yeah, I got to come up there. So, yeah, we should, yeah, we should pump some freaking iron. Yeah. Yeah, we can shoot out here too. <laughs> Rec talks we right bicep is in here. Old Miss football, you started a fight with Rec the wrong pair. Right yeah. <laughs> uh you started a fight with the wrong pair of guns, my boy. Well we'll see. <laughs> a lot of people like to flap their gums at old Rec, but uh I'm also a black belt in every martial art that has ever been uh practiced. Uh, the only reason I didn't do UFC is because I didn't want to murder someone live on television. Yeah. We could, we could do the, Oh, we, we need, that needs to be the next slob event. Slob pride fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to start like a wrestling league of YouTubers. That'd be awesome. With our personas and it would go right. Cause we kind of are professional wrestling in a way with the trash talk and the promos that, right. you know, you kind of cut on one another. Yeah. That would, that would work nicely. Yeah. I agree. I think so too. Black belt and eating Snickers. Maybe we'll see. Hey, I'm losing weight. I'm down. I'm in, I'm like two fifty five now from like two seven. You are. Yeah. Damn. You can't look at my face. Look at, you can't tell I'm losing weight can't tell yeah, man, just looks... by looking at me <laughs> y'all gonna find good. out find out at slob softball game um i plan on not eating um between now and the slob softball game which is uh about a month away so i'll probably be 220 by then there you go yeah 255 b bean that's what a grown man's weight is what are you like a buck 40 five one or something <laughs> I mean, I'm like me and Sea Dog are like six two, so like we're gonna carry two hundred plus. That's grown man stuff. You're right. Damn right. How tall are you? I just said. I just said. Yeah, we're about six two. 
That we we are like the two probably bigger in the college football world. Like, yeah, Nate's probably the only one that's taller than us. Jordan Bowman too. None of us have met, met him in real life, but yeah. Jordan Bowman. They said Jordan Bowman might even be taller than Nate. He's like six six or something. I don't know, dude. He's freaking. He's crazy. Ah. They said he had to duck down when he's going into doorways and stuff. What is he like? Seven foot tall. A door, a door frame is seven foot. Yeah. So. Oh man. Well, um, let me get old uh, Jay Bo. Yeah. Uh, as much trash as we talk, there is a lot of really cool uh, people in the YouTube community. Um, yeah. Which, speaking of six foot six and six foot seven. I'm excited for Graham Knowles. Like, that kid, him and Aaron Philo have been really hitting the recruiting trail. And that's the thing. Like, when people sign or are verbally committing, I guess, with Tech, like, they're hitting the recruiting trail for yeah. us. Like, yeah. we we probably will have, like, maybe one kid flip or two. And we might flip one or two kids. But I think for the most part, this class stays intact leading into next February. I mean, these kids yeah. seem sold out. Whatever they're seeing at Georgia Tech, they are bought in a hundred percent. Yeah, that's something that I was reading the interview that he did with the um, that CJ Jackson kid. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he was talking about. I think you mentioned earlier about creating his legacy, and um, he was say, saying about how he was staying home, you know, close to his mom, and how that meant a lot to him that he was going to be able to be around his family and stuff. Uh, so so yeah at least for him i was reading i feel like uh i feel like he's locked in you know never know with these freaking 18 year olds but <laughs> yeah um J david uh gt dave quote unquote says here's a hot take if healthy blaylock will match calvin johnson's 05 and 06 stats <laughs> If that happened, we would compete. We would be competing for the ACC. That would mean. That I mean, geez. I mean, you're comparing him to the greatest freaking wide receiver of all time. Well, yeah. I tell you what is another thing I haven't really looked at is like what the def the quality of defenses we're gonna face this year. Like, I don't know what Louisville's defense is gonna be like. I don't know what Ole Miss's defense is like. Maybe if the defenses are a little soft that we play, that could happen. But when you're comparing them to the GOAT, I mean – and it's not even the stats that Calvin had because realize – and I'm not dunking on Reggie Ball, but he didn't have, you know, necessarily the best quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, Calvin made catches that no one made. Like when you're – that catch he made against NC State, um, I mean, he made every cornerback that faced him – uh, that Georgia faced him with look silly. I mean, the dude was special. He says yeah. Miami will be soft. Well, that's not a hot take as far as their uh, defense is concerned. Um, yeah, Miami, North Carolina is going to be soft. Um, we're going to run all over that. We're going to we're going to curb stomp North Carolina. I mean, honestly, the only two really good defenses that I think we'll face are Clemson and UGA. Uh, other than that, we're talking about Syracuse, Virginia, North Carolina, Boston College, Miami, Ball State, Wake Forest, Ole Miss, South Carolina State, Louisville. I don't know that any of them have a really good defense. We don't. We don't. We don't play cock and ball state this year. We play ball and green. Oh, 
Sorry. Who did I say? And you said cock and ball state. Who's that again, though? Cock and ball state? Yeah. The Cardinals? What, are you asking me who they are? Louisville? No. They're like an FCS team. Oh. they're, They're like a group. They're a group of five teams. Ball State. Oh, that's who I said. Uh, yeah, cock, cock and ball State. <laughs> B- Bowling Green is who I... Uh, yeah, uh, Georgia actually plays um, Cock and Ball State. So. Well, if you're a crappy FCS level school, Georgia's going to schedule you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're a MAC team, though. They're a crappy MAC team. So, I'm looking forward to that. I tell you, B Bean is great to have in the chat because if there's anything you need to know really quick, he's like what Jamie is to I know. Um, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, like, I probably yeah he hooks him. Yeah, he hooks you up with. He'll hook you up any team you mention. He'll hook you up with the schedule. B Bean, what was Calvin Johnson's stats in 2006? What does Blaylock have to do? Um, I was going to say, if those were the earlier years, then that might be more attainable than what I'm thinking. But when you – because obviously I don't know his stats from 06. Like, yeah. But, um, you know, those were his earlier years, right? So maybe he, maybe they weren't anything like super crazy. Maybe they were something attainable. Uh, oh, all of a sudden B-Bean has no idea. <laughs> it's the only time you've ever not known something. He's the schedule man. He doesn't worry about. Uh, what do you mean? You don't stats. know stats. You tell me you have Georgia Tech schedule memorized. To just I think you, he he comes up with them quick. I think he has them like on standby or something. Okay, Mystic Gaming seventy six catches, which has to put you top five all time like single season catch stats. Twelve hundred yards, twenty five touchdowns. Okay, so I was completely wrong. Like that is crazy. There's no I don't think there's any way Dominic Blaylock is gonna achieve that. That's just insane. I mean, I do think he's a very twelve hundred yards. We haven't we haven't even put up twelve hundred total yards total offense like in the past few years, have we? We've had like seven hundred yards of offense like the whole season or something. Now oh five they're saying eight hundred and eighty eight yards, eight touchdowns. He could do that, I think. Um, that that maybe that that that's like that's like a lot of eights. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's that's like a really good year because that that's pushing it from what. If you look at some of the stats from our receivers in the past few years, they've been not great. Well, if that does happen, that means that either Zach Pyron or Haynes King will probably become. Uh, the single season passing yardage record for Tech because that would mean they're having like 3,800, 4,000 yards through the air with what I right. think Buster Faulkner's offense is going to do. Yeah. Which, look, that would be great. I mean, it would make Sea Dog and me's job a lot easier <laughs> on YouTube. We would be talking Dude, you have no track. idea how easy it is to trash talk when your team actually wins. I like, like Luke, uh, like he's a North Carolina fan on the ACC show. Like he can't say anything to me. No. Like I can't imagine. Like I can't imagine some of these teams that teams go undefeated and they win all these games every year. It's got. It's got to be. It's, it must be nice. 
But yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're such a great trash talker because your team wins all these games. Well, try trash talking when your team goes three and nine. It's not so easy. No, and then keep showing up week after week. Because here's the right. truth, uh, and I'm more talking about people that just are in the comment section, but they'll disappear if their team, yeah, isn't isn't and, and good. It, it's brutal. Like when your team sucks. Like <laughs> when I go places, like sometimes I get absolutely torn up. I get like eaten alive, and so these places when I just by showing up, dude, it's yeah. it's brutal. I can't, like, even if I wear my tech stuff, I'm trying to buy stuff. Like, I told, like, in the winter, I went to Batteries Plus, and I had this yeah. Felice Bobby Dodd sweatshirt on, and the guy started trash-talking me. I'm like, I'm trying to give you money. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with you. Like, I know that you are a Georgia fan, and things like common sense doesn't compute for you. <laughs> um, I should have just walked out and been like, screw you. I don't need batteries. <laughs> I'm, I'm Amish now. I don't want power. That's funny. <laughs> I had a kid, I had a little, like, 10-year-old kid, I was walking <laughs> by, and he, like, got out of his truck and yelled GD at me and stuff. What's wrong And I'm with like, him? he's like, back-to-back, back, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, back-to-back back arrests. Yeah. How to say <laughs> yeah, you're unemployed without saying you're unemployed. <laughs> you yell GD. I know. I know. But that's in real life. Um yeah. It's even more it's worse in live streams and the comment sections. Like you get absolutely just you get absolutely like destroyed. It's it's yeah. tough when your team sucks. It really yeah. is. It's tough to keep showing up, but you know. Well, that's we're the we're, few we're fans. The we're proud yep. the freaking the seconds. And look, we're like we're headed for better days. And me and you we're gonna lead the, we're gonna lead Tech Nation. Yes. We'll lead you to the promised land, and we're all following Brent Key. <laughs> My wife just said we're false prophets. <laughs> well, she's been misinformed, and I, you know, I can't blame her. You know, when you, this would be like, are we like the Alex Joneses of like? Yeah, she's <laughs> a heretic. Friends? Heretic. Our blood runs golden white. We're going to be good this season. All right. The demons of UGA are lying to you. I sure would feel bad if we got all these people hyped up and we sucked this year. But look, I've looked at it from every single angle. I've looked at it. I just don't see how we could possibly be any worse than last year. If we make, if we go, we had everything we had going against us last year. We still get the five wins. Like, there's just no way we're gonna. Be, there's just no way. No, because I don't. I don't understand people who think that we're not gonna be better next year. I just don't. No, not when <laughs> like you, you go up to Athens and and stun Georgia uh, for a half, and it really didn't get out of hand until really later into the uh, third quarter. You you beat North Carolina on the road. You beat Pitt on the road, and and. Even people like Slim and there's a – I forget the name of the channel. I did a reaction video where they're like, oh, well, people tend to play good for the interim. So, you know, you can't even give him credit for what he did as the interim. And it's like, sure you can. Sure you can. Yeah. Brent Key is the truth. He is the truth. Brent Key's yeah. a winner. Brent we Key never lost to Georgia as a starter. <laughs> All right. 
That's right. So. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait until tech starts turning heads, and I'm gonna be like, I told you. Yeah, and Sea Dog and, and Rick told you. And that's something that can happen as soon as the. Can you hear me? <laughs> I, yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, I accidentally clicked something. Um, and that's something that can happen as soon as the first game, week one. I mean, we're going to be – it's a Friday night, so we're the only other game on that night against Louisville. So a lot of people have Louisville as some some type of dark horse. like Yeah, based on their coach. Surprise team to push for this amount in the ACC. Well, what better opportunity for us to come out and beat them? Well, I, I, I don't really understand Louisville minus eight. I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah. it seems like everyone and their brother seems to think Louisville is going to be an eight-win team. Yeah. And I think that's as crazy as the Miami team last year being ranked like 15th because it's based on the same thing you think mario cristobal is some excellent coach and he might be but it's his first uh year yeah jeff brom is i mean the thing is you just never know because you see some coaches take over and they're immediately better like uh, mike elko at duke right i mean he took them from a three-win team to an eight-win team so you have to be really really good um it's just hard to tell with a first-year head coaches, you just don't know. Um, but for me, for my money, I'll take Brent Key and his continuity, and what he's already what he's already shown me on the field uh, over that. You know, so <laughs> I mean, Luko might be good. We might lose the first game. I would be okay with it if these people are right and Louisville is like an eight or nine win team. Um, that wouldn't hurt my feelings as much. Um, I really would really, really think it would be really good for us to win that game. Um, yeah, but... it's important. You keep clicking a button. I keep click. Yeah, I keep doing it. Maybe I should put my phone down. Um, but I really do think it is important. And, um, if we, uh, what? I mean, if we do want to lose it, I just hope it's because Louisville's good at, these people are right, you know. Crowded booth in the chat saying, locked in, folks, and go Tigers. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? <laughs> Jeez. You know what? Georgia Tech's going to have a better record than LSU this year. How about oh, that? <laughs> That's funny. LSU about to win CWS. Oh, College World Series. I, you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> go Tigers. We'll hit that ball. Come on in. Oh, yeah. Homer's way, mate. Boomhauer actually um, went to LSU, I think. Pretty Did funny. he? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Studied criminal justice there. <laughs> yeah, because his character at the very last episode, he's like, it reveals he's like a state trooper or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bryce, do you have, is there uh, do you have any feel for any other recruits we're going to land on the on the tech side? Because I don't think this uh, four star train is stopping here, no sir. Well, we are on the hook. I don't remember the kid's name off the top of my head, 
but he, um, Bryce Coon hinted at it in his Discord server. He was saying that Brinke might have leaked the next commitment because this four-star athlete, I forget his name, but he said that he's announcing his commitment on July 4th, and Brent Key retweeted it. I um, saw that. Yeah, so that's a good sign. The kid's like, kid's really highly rated. Like, um, But, it, you know, it just says athlete on his profile. But I, I completely forget his name. Sorry about that. But, uh, but that's exciting, too. So, you know. And then, like, Aaron Joe came on there and said, like, we're not done yet. Isn't that him that said that? Yeah, it is Aaron uh, Joe, who is yeah. uh, our general manager, football general manager right now. Uh, Ex-player, right. played uh, offensive line, I think, under yeah. Paul, and uh, was got him from Alabama. Yeah. Said so we're not done yet, so it's yeah. exciting, man. It's exciting, and I don't know. I feel like nobody's talking about it, you know? I don't know. No, But and- then I guess, I guess you look at – you look at the recruiting rankings, and I was surprised. I was looking at the rivals ranking because you know we're number thirteen right now. But I was looking at it, and it's like right below us was like Rutgers, <laughs> yeah, and right above us was like Stanford. So, I mean, I think a lot of the crappy teams that fill their teams with three and four stars or three stars um, early, you know, uh, kind of get boosted early on, and then they kind of fall by. They get leapfrogged by the better teams later. They get the four and five stars, but you Troy know, Stevenson. I, I don't expect us to finish in thirteen, but I think yeah, Troy Stevenson. I don't expect us to finish at thirteen, but you know, I think if we can get you know, maybe the Troy Stevenson and um, some other you know solid recruits. I mean, we're close. I think we could end up with the top twenty-five class. I think we could hover around that 20, 25 mark. 100%. Yeah, evidently he's a cornerback uh, wide receiver. Uh, might be better suited, toward, according to this guy, for a 247. Seems like defense is a bit more natural for him. Ran an 11-second, 100-meter. Um, yeah, man, if we could finish – let's say we finish with a top 20 class, that would be a huge, a huge win. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's around where Jeff Collins was, was, uh, and that was really good. So, you know, if you, if you, if we recruit like that, like we're, you know, and you can build off of that. We never got to see that with Jeff Collins. Like he was always having to sell, sell, sell all this to the recruits, you know, without any real proof of concept. And we never got to see what tech recruiting could become if we have a good recruiter and, uh, wins on the field. I, I think it can compound and get. I think it can re- reach new heights. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh-huh. we don't really know what Jeff was selling them. I, it could be that he was selling them. Hey, you're a four star. You come here, you're going to start, no questions asked. You know? Yeah. Instead of yeah. we're going to develop you into being, uh, you know, an NFL type player. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Brent Key's able to get those types of classes and I don't know I just think I think once we come out and shock people we're gonna I think we're gonna get a lot of attention and that's that's good for us that's good for our channels too it is good for our channels because like the premier college football channels are not talking about tech right now and they're not talking about Brent Key and I'm talking I'll I'll just go ahead and say it I'm talking about you Josh Pate talking about Uh, you dude don't even get me started on Josh Pate I I had a thing with (laughs) I had a thing with him, and he actually responded. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm gonna make a follow up video to that probably soon because like that he they have absolutely not mentioned Georgia Tech once. Nope. Like I get it, you know, you come into the off season and uh you wanna talk about all the big big schools, but we haven't been mentioned once on that show no. in the entire the entire off season. Or during the season last year when Brent Key took over, it was a really good story. And I mean nothing. it's like nothing. So But he talked to Jeff Collins, like he did a video on like, you know, that tech was a sleeping giant in the South and Collins was gonna bring it to prominence. I don't yeah. even think he did a video on Jeff being fired, did he? No. No. I think it got mentioned on the show. Um they were talking about hot seat at one point or something like that. But, you know, he was super stoked. He felt, Josh Pate felt, um, and this is something I feel strongly about because I've been a, I've been a Josh Pate fan since, and a late kick fan for years. And going into the 2021 season, he perfectly encapsulated what I was feeling. You hired Jeff Collins in 2019. He, he you know, he sucks. Goes into 2020, still sucks. You're heading into 2021, uh, and it was, you know, 2019 was the ready, 2020 was the aim, 2021 was supposed to be the fire. We were supposed to get to at least a bowl that year. Do not freaking tell me that that roster could not have made a bowl. Yeah. Do not tell me that. Because guess what? The next year, our, after we sucked that year, our roster got absolutely gutted. We had our worst roster last year than we did the year before, and we came within a sea hair of making a bowl. You see what I mean? So don't tell me that 2021 squad couldn't have uh, made a bowl. That's what he was arguing with me. And I made a video um, talking about how I thought that he doesn't talk about tech because he's misinformed, and he actually responded, (laughs) which I didn't expect. Yeah, I remember that. What did he say in response? I think uh, uh, one of so, the, he has like a boiler point of like he, you didn't understand what he was saying. So I was surprised. First of all, I never thought he would respond because the guy, I mean the guy runs the world's biggest college football podcast. Yeah, and he's responding to me, which it was really cool. I really appreciate that he took the time to respond to me. Um, but you know, I was surprised because I thought that if he were to see my video. It would change his mind, but it didn't. <laughs> he doubled down, and he doubled down because I was pointing out. I, I thought I made some really good points about how, um, you know, Jeff Collins compared to Brent Key, and how Jeff Collins was really um, fumbling the bag and underutilizing his roster and not running things the right way, and how, and he was and he squandered the potential of the 2021 team, and ever since the you know. So he makes this video saying, bless you. Jeez. <laughs> he makes this video saying, uh, you know, the 2021 season was supposed to be the fire season, and it turns out it was a complete disaster, and he never – I just got a call. Uh, sorry. But he go. never mentioned it again. And, um, and so I made that video, and he said that, his response was that I like misrepresented his points or something about that. And he, his main point was that the, the Georgia tech roster was really young. 
Like, we didn't have any juniors and seniors, which was true, um, you know, when compared to our competition. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, the advanced stats or whatever, when you look at – like, we were a team of uh, freshmen and sophomores playing against teams like Pitt, who was full of seniors and juniors and seniors, and multi-multi-year seniors or whatever. Then how did we beat Pitt? Because of COVID. That's what I'm saying, like – Oh, okay. That, 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 no, that, no, your point exactly. Like, how, okay, then how do we, like, how could our 2022 roster, which was worse than our 2021 roster, come this close with them making a, uh, you know, a bowl after all these things went wrong and it's still impossible? I guess what he was saying was that there was no way that 2021 roster could have made a bowl. It's just not true. It's just not true. There were several games. Like, okay, we lost to what? Northern Illinois because we didn't have uh, juniors and seniors? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You think like, special teams might have had something to do with it, which was Jeff Collins' yeah, responsibility? We can't make a, I mean, we come out here. It's just such an uninfor- uninformed take. You know what it is? It's excuses. It's excuses. And I'm, I'm making a follow-up video to this because I, I feel strongly about it. It, it is what it is. He's said, he said several things and that hit to – He's in contact with Jeff Collins, basically, and he is repeating a lot of the excuses that Jeff Collins is telling. Oh, we had, you know, young players. We had um, – the, the school didn't promise me this and that. that dude, dude. It, okay, so it, it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the school's fault. It's, it's, you know, not having juniors and seniors' fault that we can't make a field goal or that we false start twice after timeouts or that – yeah, well, yeah, our timeout freaking Dabo's laughing at us because we use timeouts poorly. It's it's that it's uh it's COVID's freaking fault. Yeah, he tried to blame COVID too. It's COVID's fault that we have four block punts throughout four games. Are you kidding me? Well, why was there not an epidemic of block punts for every team? Like everyone had to deal right. with COVID. It wasn't just Georgia Tech. Right. And Jeff Brown is saying Pate had a show that they fired Collins too soon. I'll have to go back and look at that, but I now I feel like I would have remembered that. I I don't remember that. That's ridiculous. If he did, maybe he did a show. It wasn't about Georgia Tech, but he mentioned that they fired Collins too soon. I mean, what more did you need to see with the guy? I mean, I, I like I I don't know, man. And the thing is, he also tried to pitch the recruit the thing that um you know he wasn't able to. Um, recruit because of of COVID or whatever. He wasn't able to host kids on campus. That's not true. Jeff Collins had a top 25 class going into the 2021 season. They all... (laughs) You pressed your button again. Heck, I'm Now you're upside down. Can you hear me? Yeah. My brother keeps calling me. um, And I can't tell him to to bugger off because I'm on here. But um, it wasn't until – so we had – it doesn't even, it didn't even matter. Jeff Collins was a good recruiter. He had a top 25 class going into the 2021 season. He had several four-star commits. He had a bunch of commits. And it wasn't until we had a disastrous season that they all decommitted. It wasn't because of COVID that we didn't get them in the first place. It was because we sucked on field and underperformed. And they said, hell no, I don't want to be part of that freaking disaster. So that's why they all decommitted. 
So we could get the recruits, even during COVID. That wasn't a factor. But, yeah. I, and, you know, the whole thing just reeks of, of this is a, a national media guy who doesn't follow the program closely, and he's clearly getting his information from Jeff Collins, who is feeding him all kinds of excuses. And Josh Pate just doesn't know any better because he's, you know, he doesn't watch Georgia Tech or follow the program closely, and he's not really wanting to, you know, kind of uh, acknowledge the truth because he's friends with Jeff Collins. So that's my uh, yeah. that's my rant about that. You don't got me. You got me fired up. It, it's this weird world where all of a sudden, don't look at wins and losses. Just trust what this guy is saying. It's like no, that's that's yeah. backwards. Look at how you play on yeah. the field, wins and losses. And I could really care less what you say. I mean, I don't really now, get it. Now, apparently, now this is such, I feel like this is such a cop-out. Apparently, there's also, uh, he mentioned uh, another factor of a lot of promises made during the hiring process to Jeff Collins that weren't fulfilled. He, he mentioned this in his comment. And obviously he's, you know, he's this insider guy, so he can't, like, tell me what it is that they didn't do. Uh, but trust me, bro. Trust me. Like, they totally, it's totally their fault. It's the school's fault for not, for not what? Well, like, he got I, more support. For he got more support than any coach ever has and, at Tech. Paul Johnson, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, he did. And the fans were excited. He had fan support. And, you know, the recruits believed in him. And the everybody was bought in until it was clear that something was very wrong. And, it you know, it just snowballed from there. It's yeah. like, it just feels like a cop-out. Like, like, I'm some kind of little, like, I'm some kind of peon. And, you know, I can't be, I can't have the inside information, like, I don't get to know what was promised to Jeff Collins that wasn't followed through on. Well, it, it's like, oh, but trust me, there's like this mysterious thing that happened that that made Jeff Collins suck at coaching. The, okay, then why did Brent Key take over that same team and produce results? It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I don't. Well, then come out and say it. I mean, you you don't have any yeah. problem trashing Tech now, so just come out and say it. You know, like. I don't really understand what like why we have to hide behind this thing. And look, this this goes into like the whole theme of the video I made about Jeff, which is this guy's immature. He's immature. So he's not going to be able to say like, "You know what? I'm glad Tate gave me an opportunity. I messed it up. It didn't work out, and I've learned yeah. a lot from that moving forward." Like that would be what I would do, but I mean, and he got 11 million for the privilege of doing it. Yeah, clearly he learned nothing. He thinks that there was some kind of grand conspiracy um, that Brent Key uh, tanked so that he could uh, yeah. so get fired and get the interim job. Absolutely ridiculous. Which Just means ridiculous. Key must be like the most effective espionage guy. Not only did he make the offense horrible, he made the defense horrible. He's not even a defensive special coach. He, he trashed your special teams. <laughs> Which so yeah, what did Jeff yeah, do? He was in he was in cahoots with the special teams coordinator. <laughs> Who was Jeff Collins? Jeff Collins was the special teams coordinator, so he must have hoodwinked Jeff too. Like this is like 
the 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 deepest like if we made an iceberg video about tech this would be at the very bottom of like brent key trash tech oh my god like i just i don't get how he could really that's why i think he's like a, a guy who's uh, admitted to the psych ward and thinks he runs it. I mean, that's exactly what that level of uh, misunderstanding is. Yeah, so he thinks everybody t- everybody was out to get him and the, and oh, they better pay me my money and, you know, and he just and he goes, and then he goes around telling everybody that, and then he goes telling all these stories and making excuses to everybody that'll listen and can't find a job in the meantime. Yeah, so. and, and talking about how great uh, Kirby is, and he's not surprised that of Kirby's success. Uh, yeah, uh, like and he, re- he remember when remember when he was like retweeting every time like a player transferred out of Georgia Tech. He I would think, retweet. I think he was the go between to get Sims to Nebraska. Oh, no doubt, because he, he's connected to Matt Rule. He's yeah. part of the he's part of that coaching tree. So, and, um, and they're yeah, right in the comments. Who said it? Uh, Nancy Pie. <laughs> I mean, good name, but uh, yeah, if he's so great, why has he not been hired? Nick Saban loves to hire fired head coaches as you know, some capacity on his staff. Uh, no one's done that with Jeff, and he went to yeah. every spring practice for anyone that would have him, including Kirby. None of them want anything to do with the guy. Surprise, I can't believe I can't believe he went to. To Pitt's practice after what he did with the handshake. <laughs> yeah, like dis- disgraceful, man. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, so somebody needs to slap him into sanity. I know. Brent Key would kick his ass. Oh, Brent Key would bend him into a pretzel. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> that would be great. Like, that would be a great way to raise money. Like, the cage match. Yeah, between Brent Key and Jeff Collins. I don't know how big a guy Jeff is, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Brent Key would tear his ass up, for sure. Just like we're going to tear these old Miss fans up. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait for the old Miss game. And I might have to fight my way out of there if we end up (laughs) winning that thing because I'm going to be talking trash to everyone who has – who is in my vicinity. Now I will have an advantage cause I'm sure most of them will be drunk, especially depending <laughs> it's good. It's a night game by the way. So they will be good and toasted and I will be sober. Oh, it is. Is yeah. that announced already? I think so. Yeah. Cause I remember oh, cool. uh, I looked at our schedule. We have two night games and I remember saying neither one of them are at Bobby Dodd. Uh, one of them's old mess. Other one is uh, the Friday night opener at the Benz. They haven't announced, but they haven't announced all the times yet. They just just for those games they announced them. I think so. Let me let me make sure. Georgia Tech, twenty twenty three. Because I thought that they they do week one, but I didn't know that they did. I don't. I wouldn't think they do like week yeah, four. Yeah, seven thirty. September really? Sixteenth, seven thirty. I really want to go now. Now a night game at the Grove. That'd be cool. Oh man, then That'd we cool. could like. Like we could help each other fighting out of there when we win that thing by twenty five points or something. <laughs> I, yeah, let me know when you go to buy the tickets because I I do want to go. I really do. Right. Just let me know when you. Uh... Dude, that's gonna be lit. That's gonna be yeah. lit. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Oh man. 
Well, what else do we need to talk about, man? Like we're on, we're on a Monday night here. I don't know. I feel like we covered we covered a lot uh, tonight. I feel like it was a really good show. Was a good show. All right, before we go, guys, if you have a question for Wreck and Sea Dog, put it in the chat. Um, if if not, uh, we're probably gonna sign off, get some rest, and get to work tomorrow. Let's see. Hayden Murphy says we going to be fighting in the stands when we win on November twenty fifth, and Bobby died. Oh, oh, we'll tear the we'll we'll tear both uh, <laughs> both uh, field goal posts down. I'm taking that damn thing home with me if we freaking win. Oh I tell God. you what, I'll tear down the north end zone. You can tear down the south end zone. Okay, I'll take the south. Yeah, and I'll we'll help tow it. I'm taking that thing home and setting it up at my new house. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. What's right? the fine now? It's like seventy five grand. I think you gotta pay for a school. Is it and for terrestrial? Yeah. Well, there's one for tearing down the goalpost. In fact, I think a lot of schools now will have like goalposts that will fall down before you can tear them down. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Because there's like, yeah, there's a fine associated with it. Yeah. Uh, it would be worth every penny. Do you think tech is improving its football program to create revenue to tackle the debt issues they have? Well, I think they go hand in hand. Like, I don't think they're doing it just so that they can be in some financial spot, but the goal is to have the most successful football program you can you can have, and in turn, that's going to help your debt problem. Yeah, that's a tough situation with the debt. I mean, I don't envy, like, Jay Bat, who has to come in and deal with that. Like, tech is so far in the hole over this like 30 year old debt it's ridiculous it's like yeah, from 95 yeah it's like crazy dude like i i don't know i feel like he's done probably as good of a job as he can just hopefully going forward you know i don't know we i don't know i'm really hoping we get into the big 10 you know if the acc goes down yeah. if in a perfect world the acc works out a bet you know stays together and works out a better uh, tv deal and gets more money but if, if the ACC were to collapse, I think getting into the Big Ten would be huge uh, for paying off that debt. I, I just hope that we're willing to do what it takes to do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Stan Garner says, what vid are you doing if we beat Ole Miss? It'll be right after we beat them. I'll be pointing out, like, you, your team sucks. <laughs> um, Lane Kiffin is an absolute disgrace, not only to college football, but the entire human race. It'll yeah, it'll be probably an hour of that. <laughs> I'll raise hell for sure too. Yeah, we might. We'll have to find some other tech fans. It, it <laughs> might be like when what like in the NBA when like they had this brawl with the Pistons or something like players going. It'll be something like that. It'll be palace like, at the palace. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be like that. Well, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this special Monday night show with Sea Dog and Rec Talk. Uh, we'll be on again uh, Sunday, or I, I definitely know uh, I know we'll do a show Sunday. And I didn't say this either, so this is the plan uh, for me moving forward in the season. I'm doing two videos a week, every Tuesday and Friday. Every Tuesday is going to be a position group breakdown leading into the season, then Friday will be whatever's going on with Tech. 
at that point, um, yeah, there's that's 20 videos, 10 weeks leads us into uh, September the 1st. So uh, be looking out for that. What you got coming up, Sea Dog? Um, I don't have a plan as far as uploading schedules, but you know, um, I thought about doing kind of like what you're saying, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. That's a lot of. Uh, I might regret of, that. Breakdown and stuff. Uh, uh, I thought about doing coaching profiles, which, um, which I might, I might, I might do that. I, I did one on. I actually did one on the man himself before he was the, um, before he became the head coach. Okay. I did. I did a video about Brent Key. Yeah, we. He was like on fire. He was recruiting like four-star um, offensive linemen. Like three of them recruited, uh, committed at once. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. And, you know, I looked into him and realized how cool he was and how passionate he was about Georgia Tech. And I went and watched his, like, um, opening press conference. And that was an idea I had a little while ago, coaching profiles. So maybe I'll do that. Marco Coleman would probably be fun to do. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I might I might do something like that. If I get the freaking well, but don't worry about content creation as far as Sea Dog comes, because I got a bunch of stuff cooking. I got a bunch of stuff cooking. Don't you worry about it. All um, right. Now that this talent show's over, <laughs> yeah. Georgia Tech's got something cooking, and Rec Talk and Sea Dog got the content cooking. Guys, I appreciate everyone uh, participating in the chat. Everyone who's watching, uh, Mike Doug for the super chat, uh, T Branch two two seven for becoming the first member, um, guys. There's a uh, there's a new sun coming up over the horizon. It's a great time to be a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, Chris.